Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearCast. And today we have one of the experts on obtaining a security clearance career through virtual networking or job fairs. Kristen Greco is a manager of events here at Clearance Jobs. And so we're going to be chatting about do's and don'ts of networking in-person events versus virtual events. I know that there's been a ton of chatter online that I've seen that some folks love them, others don't see the value. But I know that one thing is kind of agreed upon that I've seen between both recruiters and cleared candidates. And it's that after COVID-19, employers should really take a hybrid approach when it comes to recruiting cleared talent through those types of networking events. Yeah. So today we're going to be chatting about the future of these events and what metrics that CJ has seen through some surveys. So thank you so much for joining me today, Kristen. Thanks for having me, Katie. It's great to be here. So first time on the podcast. So let's dive right into questions. Are candidates ready for in-person events? And what about recruiters from what you've heard? So survey says it's mixed. Um, So we are finding that some of the candidates um, and, and employers both like completely virtual. What's nice about the virtual experience with our events is that it allows you to be in the comfort of your home, um, maybe office environment, or maybe just traveling abroad and you're trying to connect with an employer that may be across the U.S. Um, However, the majority of candidates are looking for more of that hybrid approach, as you mentioned, Katie. So um, that is something that we are looking to implement going forward in 2022. Stay tuned on that and check back on the clearance job event calendar for any of those updated events. Um, But we won't 100% going back to strictly in person, at least not anytime yet, just due to the you know cases in COVID, they tend to come and go and those types of things. So we want to make sure that we're ensuring candidate safety, employer safety, and just allowing for the greatest reach of connection from both a candidate and an employer side. Yes. It, it, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw a ton of different industries, different positions, different things like you know virtual networking events. Uh, transition to this virtual environment. And it really did make things a little bit more efficient in some respect, in my opinion. But I know that with online webinars, again, virtual networking events, all of these things online, you are able to reach such a bigger audience. So, and then, so from a recruiter's perspective, I know that, you know, when you're in person at a job fair, there's, it's, it gets to be very busy. It's kind of nice on the virtual side, just having the chat feature or just something where you don't necessarily have to commute to the job fair. So there's definitely pros and cons to each. So you alluded to stay tuned. So Clearance Jobs is going to be holding more in-person eventually. Is that right? I would say we're, we're looking at offering a hybrid approach. Um, at Clearance Jobs, there's two different types of an event. There is a private event where we are featuring and highlighting one company and all of the roles, anyone that's attending the event, um, anything that a candidate would be participating in is focused on one particular employer um, versus um, a multi-company event where maybe you're, you're entering the, the event platform either virtually or potentially in person. And there's a lot of different companies that are participating. We are looking at, at giving the option to be 
in person, primarily for those private events where clients can host the space in in their own backyard within their own company and those types of things. Um, and the, and we are anticipating that the rest of the multi-company events will remain virtual for the rest of the year. However, we're always looking and, and we're um, trying to adjust and being creative and, and operating um, more of an in-person multi-company event as well. So I know that I was at an event recently, actually. I literally do not want to hear any candidates complain about not getting calls back, about not making that one-on-one connection, because we are providing the the venue for you to reach these recruiters directly one-on-one. So throwing out applications is great, but you have to attend some, especially if they're virtual. Come on. It's so easy. So you need to attend these types of events to be able to reach those recruiters one-on-one. Hey, already applied to this position, even if it's not the recruiter handling that requisition. I applied to your company. This is the requisition number. I would love to be referred to the recruiter recruiter handling this rec. And so, like I said, I, I heard in an event recently, candidates are complaining that they're not getting a call back. They're not getting this back. You really need to fully maximize, you know, some of these private events, where you're going to get, be getting that one-on-one connection with a recruiter. So, yeah. So, okay. The, that was a couple of do's and don'ts, but let's move on to that. Do's and don'ts for virtual networking events that candidates should really think about. And so I know that again, from my recruiter, previous recruiters had I used to attend a ton of in-person career events and sometimes they were specific to a role or a niche like cybersecurity or polygraph only events. Uh, Sometimes they were just kind of general and you had walk-ins where maybe, you know, not every candidate was stopping by your table, but one big no-no for, or just something to think about for me is social cues. So one thing, if you're in line and you're talking to a recruiter, just being able to read that social cue when you're starting to take a little more time and maybe the conversation should just continue after the job fair, like understand that a recruiter's time is valuable. So that's one thing for me. But along with social cues, I know that, and maybe this doesn't make sense for virtual, but in person, sometimes candidates just, you know, get a little bit creepy and they start to make comments on appearances and cross that creepy line. You know what I mean? So anyway, those are a couple of my, my, my don'ts um, or do's, but what about you, Kristen? Could you share any with us today? Yeah, and I love that, Katie. And even from a virtual perspective, um, both clients and employers have an opportunity to connect uh, via text-based chat, but also audio and video. Um, So you still want to maintain strong social cues, even virtually. Um, You know, dress professionally, at least from the waist up. Have a clean background if it is a virtual event. Um, A lot of those things that translate from an in-person event do translate well virtually. Make sure that you're still updating your resume. Um, prior to the event, you do have an opportunity to upload the resume prior to attending the event. And um, you employers out there, you have an opportunity to view any candidate that's registered for the event prior to the event starting. So you have that access. From a candidate side, register in advance. Go into the platform. And again, we're speaking virtually. Comb through all the, the employers that are attending. 
click around in their booth, see what roles that they're they're um, hiring for, get a sense of what their culture looks like, watch any videos that they've included. Um, you employers, if you're attending one of these events or want to attend one of these events, take time to build out your booth. This is an opportunity to showcase who you are virtually to a very tough candidate market right now. And you want to allow the candidate to almost physically walk into your booth and get a really good sense of what your company has to offer. Um, conversely, don't rush through conversations. Again, these, these chat conversations can happen through text-based audio or video. Um, you have they are timed. However, you have enough time within the platform to really get to know each other and see where this candidate can fit within your organization. Um, and, and lastly, don't be afraid to ask those tough questions, both to the employer and to the candidate. Um, you want to get to know them and see if they would be a good fit culturally, professionally, um, obviously maintain that, that appropriate skill set and those types of things. But this is really your opportunity to dive deep and get to know each other um, again within this virtual space. Excellent. It sounds like with the platform, there are parameters in place, so you're not taking up too much time, but you are getting that good amount of time to really make the connection and figure out, one, if the company is great for you, and then from the recruiter side, if this is a good fit for your openings. So you actually reminded me, I know that we do have a virtual career fair job seeker guide on at news.clearancejobs.com. So I encourage everyone to go check that out. I'm always encouraging people to go check things out. But this one is actually really great. It gives you some tips on, you know, step by step, what you should be doing in preparation for this virtual sort of hiring event. And then, you know, as when you're there, a couple of do's and don'ts in addition to those great ones you just shared with us, Kristen. So thank you for those. So yeah. Um, what about, I know I spoke to a little bit that candidates are, especially when they're applying to big companies and there's an influx of applications, you know, like the Lockheed Martins, the CACIs, some of those large contractors, and you're really looking for that stability and security with a company and national security. But standing out is a little bit tough because they have so many people applying. So what are some tips that you could share for candidates to stand out to recruiters? You know, first and foremost, take advantage of all that the clearance job platform and website has to offer. Read any in um, inner platform mail that you get. Connect with recruiters within the platform. Participate in some of these upcoming career events. Um, th there's so many things within Clearance Jobs itself that will allow you to be proactive um, and also to just stay current on, on who's hiring, what roles are hiring for, and those types of things. I also would encourage you to slow down and continue to do the small things. If you do have an opportunity to connect with someone, um, either in a virtual career event or just in general, send a quick thank you email. Be a standout in the crowd, and, and sometimes those little efforts go a long way. Don't be afraid to ask questions and see what next steps are um, for you all within the hiring process. Um, make sure, again, that when if you are participating in a virtual event, that you're prepared, you've reviewed the jobs that they're looking to hire for, that you're presenting, you're presenting yourself virtually, professionally, um, and that you're being thoughtful in the responses and answering the questions that those employers and recruiters have for you. Oh, goodness gracious. And I just thought of another one you reminded me of. So many times candidates would reach out to me, one, for like the wrong position or the wrong company. And that's just so embarrassing. So <laughs> slow down and do that research. 
But also get the recruiter's name right. People have a tendency to mix my name. So Katie Keller becomes Kelly. And I can't tell you enough. I mean, how many times that still happens. But when it's coming from a candidate and you're trying to get a job, you got to get those little details right. So that's that's a big one that I just thought of. Absolutely. Again, small things. We live in a society right now where we want to do a lot and move fast. And still, I think slowing down just in general and remembering all those small details will really set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't I know it with all of my lack of attention to detail during the day. <laughs> So uh, lastly, can you tell us about uh, the upcoming virtual events that we're going to have going on here at, at Clarence Jobs and what kind of candidates should be attending those? Absolutely. Um, as we touched on, it is a busy market right now. Um, there's Companies are hiring, candidates are looking for roles, or maybe you're just curious to see what's out there. Um, our next upcoming event will be on June 22nd. It's actually um, a, a Washington, D.C. virtual career event. So we're really focusing on candidates that um, live in that DMV area, are willing to relocate to that area, or even um, employers that are hiring for um candidates within that area. Of course, when with this being a virtual event, we'll market nationwide. Um, we'll, we'll reach out to any candidate that has any sort of skill set. The luxury of our events, the, any company or, or recruiter that's attending, we do highlight the specific roles that you're looking for. So we want to be really intentional in capitalizing on the, the top clients and, and employers that are hiring, as well as the top skill sets that they're looking for. Um, so June 22nd, Washington, D.C., um, we have CISA that is doing a hiring event on June 29th. And then in July, we're offering an engineering event, um, again, that will be virtual. So uh, we look forward to having you come to one of our events. Please visit the Clearance Job event calendar page. That's where we have all of our updates. We will continuously be be adding events as the year continues. Excellent. And the Cybersecurity and Critical Infrastructure Agency, you mentioned that they're having an event. Everyone should be going to that event. CISA is one of the coolest agencies. I've had the pleasure of visiting them on site at their office. Great office, great people, awesome culture. Can't talk enough about CISA. Um, and also their work is really incredible. It just it doesn't just mean cybersecurity. Like if you are working in, I have spoken with folks who work at CISA who are previous uh, firefighters, paramedics. I mean, literally when cybersecurity is ingrained in every facet of your society. They are going to need everyone expertise from any background. So everyone should go check that out. So clearance jobs, career events, cool new things happening, and everyone should stay tuned for some exciting updates in terms of in-person or that hybrid approach. Uh, we are the leading producer of career events, if I do say so myself. So if you are even just passively looking for a job, you should be attending these virtual networking events. I like to call them networking events because I feel like it's a hard sell when, you know, it's a virtual job fair. No, you're, if you're even just, you know, passively networking, you should be attending these and just seeing what your op options are and, you know, what's coming down the market if you do find yourself unhappy in your current job. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today for the Security Clearance Careers podcast, Cleared Cast. For more information on career events, the do's and don'ts of networking, and any other sort of career advice, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com. Thank you.